Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Collective Network. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review as it helps us out quite a bit. Um, yeah, if this is your first episode, thanks for coming and listening. I'm super stoked to have you. Uh, if you've been here multiple times, uh, welcome back. It's uh, super cool to have you guys just coming week after week listening to this podcast, uh, shoot me messages, shoot me DMs. Uh, this week, if you can shoot me a message and just say, hey, uh, that you listen to this episode, uh, I'm going to pick one random winner and I'm going to send you a coffee mug, uh, Coffee Van Chats insulated coffee mug. Uh, so yeah, just shoot me a message. Make sure you say, hey, and make sure you're following me too. Don't don't just shoot me a message and not be following me, asking me for a mug. That's kind of lame. But just, yeah, go to at John Kroom, uh, no, at John C. Kroom. It's at John C. Kroom. So it's my first name and my middle initial and then my last name. Uh, but anyways, let's dive into this week's episode with Marley Blonsky. Uh, dude, she's the fat cyclist, uh, which is really weird to say. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, but that's what she wants to go by and that's what she advocates for. But yeah, so she advocates for all people on bikes and she even runs an organization and is part of an organization called All Bodies on Bikes. And honestly, it's something really special. And uh, I was really excited to get her on the podcast. We sit down and I, I was just curious of how she even found herself in the sport because she is something unique. I mean, she's she's not what most people are in the sport. And honestly, she's, she's, she's an inspiration because I was actually really, really turned away from the sport. And I want nothing to do with it when, you know, it's just a bunch of skinny peoples and ripped dudes coming around and hanging around. And I, you know, I thought I had no business there. And, you know, she's willing to flaunt it and just be like, yeah, I'm the fat cyclist. Here I am ready to hang out, ready to rip and ready to have a blast. And and I think it just embodies um, the passion somebody could have for a sport and, and, and kind of how you can break the social norm and make it something your own. But anyways, I'm going to shut up. We're going to go ahead and dive into this week's episode, but first let's hear a quick message from the sponsors. And first for this week's episode is Maple Water of Drink Simple. Guys, if you haven't already, please make sure you go check out Drink Simple. Uh, you can go to drinksimple.com. And uh, yeah, it's ultra hydrating plant powered water from maple trees. Half the sugar is coconut water. Great tasting, better than coconut water, super refreshing. And hey, it's a great hangover cure. And that gets us into our next ad with Sierra Nevada. Guys, if you haven't already, please make sure you go check out sierranevada.com, the Sierra Nevada Brewing. And uh, yeah, they brew some of the best beers that you can possibly find. Um, the Torpedo IPA is my jam. That's what I'm keeping in back pocket at all times. And uh, yeah, they even have that hazy little thing. Again, that's my favorite beer, dude. So uh, if you ever see me out and I'm empty handed and you want to know what drink to get me, just get me the freaking Sierra Nevada, ha- Sierra Nevada hazy little thing. Honestly, anything Sierra Nevada would do just fine. Also back for another episode that hasn't been here in a while is Rumple. Guys, they make some of the best travel blankets and towels that you can freaking find. And, you know, me being in the van, uh, I need to make sure I have those nice warm blankets and those nice towels. And, guys, all you need to do is go to rumple.com, get yourself a new blanket or a new towel for your travel excursion. Um, but, yeah, I think they even stock them in, like, REI and the Sierra Mountain Outpost. So you can go check them out there. Just, uh, yeah, go ask your local store uh, if they if they got any rumple in stock and you can get it today soon as today so enough of me chatting let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of coffee and van chats on the out of collective network i'm sitting here with my new friend marley blonsky the fat cyclist like she's <laughs> totally cool with me. i can say that that's weird and it's a weird feeling it's a weird coming out of my mouth 
Um, as many of you guys who know me and follow me, I was a fat cyclist. I was an overweight cyclist. Um, still kind of am. Um, I would say the Clydesdale of the, of the sport, but anyways, Marla, let's just start there. Like, let's just go ahead and start in the meat of this fat cyclist. That's literally the only thing your bio says. I don't even think you have sponsors in there. You might have a link in there, but Wait, you, on, on which platform on Instagram, I sure hope my sponsors are listed. Otherwise, Maybe they I'm are doing a piss but, job. <laughs> no, it's literally like I looked at it. Yeah, you have you have your sponsors listed. That's okay. it. Okay, you have your sponsors tagged. I had to hit more. I was like, you're um, gonna get me in trouble. Oh, does that get you in trouble? Is that a thing? Oh, it won't get me in oh. trouble. They just they care. These and Pe- people care. People, people do care. care. Just the at them, world. okay? Just at them. But anyways, I love it. It, it just says Marley Blonsky. She slash her entrepreneur, fat cyclist. That's kind of yeah. dope. So t- let's dive into that a little bit. So why? Why that you before we even started, you said you hate the words overweight, obese, and big. Yeah. I'm assuming. No, I'm fine with the word big. Um, so I call myself fat because it's just a neutral term, or that's how I use it. So growing up, it wasn't that way. Um, I've been bigger my entire life. I've always been, you know, chubby or however you want to phrase it. I've been I've lived in a large body. And for a long time, the word fat was really hurtful. You know, you ask your friends, like, do I look fat in this shirt? Or somebody taunts you like, hey, fatty. And so by me using the word fat to describe myself in just a neutral way, it takes all the power away. Just like I'm wearing blue glasses. I've got short hair. I'm fat. Like, it's just a statement of fact. Um, And so that's why I use it. Um, I don't like the words overweight um, or underweight for that matter, because it really... I think it signals that there is an ideal weight that you should be at. And sure, mm. we all have like our certain set point or whatever that like our body is happy at. But just the idea that like I'm overweight, like over what weight? I don't know. And then obese is like such a clinical pathologized word. It's all based on the BMI, which I don't know if you've done much reading up on the BMI, but it's dumb. Oh, it's fucked. Yeah, it's awful. And so it just like pathologizes us. I don't know it. I've, I just hate those words. <laughs> no, that's sick. I, I think it's really cool. And, uh, there's like, you're one of a kind. Like I, so. I would say like, is, you know, well, look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest and this might be mean to some other influencers in the world, but like, it's, we need more like you where it's just different. Like I'm, I'm so used to seeing the chiseled bodies and the you know the oiled up peoples and and the new fancy clothing and all this other stuff and then we you know you come into play and you're like yo i'm a fat cyclist i'm here to rock this shit and i just love it i love the energy i love the vibe it doesn't feel like you're trying to sell me on anything it's just like hey i want you to feel comfortable in this space are you cool with that thank you yeah that's what I strive for just to be myself i mean it does get a little bit murky because now i do have sponsors who are like hey you know can you help us promote this product? And I only work with sponsors that like, I actually use their product, love and like fully endorse, but there is a fine line there. Sometimes I look at other influencers in quotes and I'm like, wait, am I doing this wrong? Like, yeah, I don't know that nobody teaches you how to do this. So we should make a discount code just for this podcast. Blonsky 10. And I don't know what it's going to be a discount for, but we'll do it just because it's so funny. And that's an influencer thing to do. And I haven't even seen you do that yet. I did it this morning with uh because it was that natural. I did it with chamois butter, which is okay. like chafing cream. I don't know if you ever used it, 
Um, I've got discount codes for them, for helmets, yeah. for all sorts of good things. So it's there. Yeah. Just hopefully um, not the only thing that people are seeing. Hopefully people are seeing it and like getting stoked to ride bikes and just be happy with who they are. Yeah. And so that being said, like, like I said, it's just like, and, and I hope you don't take it the wrong way, but it's just like, you're so different and you're so unique. And, and, and honestly, it's, it's something special, but like, I'm wondering where Marley starts. Like, where does Marley go? Oh, I'm going to get on a bike. Like, cause I got on a bike and see the difference between me and you is like, I went on a weight loss journey, mm. like 98% of other people. Like I have photos of me being super, you know, fat and then getting abs. And like, that was my journey. But you said, I'm okay with who I am. hundred percent. And and there was actually a part. And that's the thing. I hated who I was. Mm. And I, Dude, and I can be, ask you a real question. Did yeah. losing weight change that? No. But have wow. you found peace or like joy in who you are? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think over time, I feel better about myself at times. Um, but at, then at the time, there was times where I felt like I just needed to lose more weight and then I would gain it back and I'd get stressed. Right. And there would be, sorry, I have like LaCroix burps and it's like not good for the podcast, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. And so like, honestly, honestly, there was times where even at my skinniest, I was the saddest, even at, with all my national titles, I was the saddest. And yeah. so it, it, it was, it, I learned a lot through the process that there's a lot more to imagery into loving yourself. Like, it's almost like you kind of have to force to love yourself sometimes. Like you kind of have to break it down and be like, this is who I am. 100%. And so, but you found that without, and maybe me, like I said, I'm so new to you and maybe this isn't true, but it seems like in the Instagram versus reality, it seems like you already found that. Like you already knew that coming into this sport. Like, I, I love who I am, but I'm going to come, I'm going to come rock this sports world. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's, it's been a journey for sure. Um, I've also gone on my own weight loss journeys in high school. I did a lot of restricted eating. I had cases of slim fast in the trunk of my car, which like, yeah. slim fast is awful. <laughs> It's so bad. It's like so a whole other level of like disgusting. Yeah, so, so bad. Did you probably have, did you have the cans of it too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I would yeah. like go out to my car during lunch and like drink one and then still be hungry. So then of course I would eat other things. Anyway, yeah. I don't really want to focus on that. But yes, I've totally been there. And then um I think just by reading other fat scholars and listening to what other the work other folks are doing, it really made me realize that like my body is just a vessel. Like it doesn't make me who I am in terms of my values or my personality or the ridiculous things I do. Like yeah. it's literally just the kind of the, the shell that I'm in and none of us are guaranteed to have the same body tomorrow. Like, I don't know, we could get in a bike wreck and be paralyzed. And For sure. like you, I think you have to build yourself up as a person beyond what you look like. Um, to, to find happiness. At least for me, that was the case. Like I've never been conventionally attractive. Um, and I hid myself for a long time. You know, I didn't wear shorts. I didn't wear a bikini. I would try and make myself smaller to make other people happy. And I realized nobody actually cares. Um, and if people do care, they're not the people I want to be spending time with. Um, yeah. But how did you, like, I guess my thing is too, and like, we're diving straight into the meat and butter of this, but like, <laughs> how did you, like how did you just come to that conclusion one day you make it sound almost as easy as you woke up you got out of bed and you're like you know fuck this um i love myself yeah so 
that's a really good question. I don't think there's a clear cut answer because it's yeah, that's okay. Process. Um, I think it started when I got on the bike. So I was married um, okay. to this woman. Um, things were great. We had this like fairy tale wedding. We were on CNN and Time and all this stuff. Like Shit. all the okay. wedding vlogs. Yeah. Um, and this was back in 2012. And then very quickly after we got married, she left me. She ended up having okay. this crazy affair and it just like destroyed my sense of self. I didn't know who I was. I had built so much of my self-identity around this relationship. So like having that gone was like, oh my God, who am I? But Wait, was why was that relationship so publicized? Um, was so it just because it was like a, uh, like, because it was like a homosexual, I guess, wedding or same? Yeah. Same same sex sex wedding. Wedding. So this was back in 2012 yeah. when Washington State was legalizing gay marriage. Uh, and so we got involved in kind of the political fight for it and then because i'm an attention whore um <laughs> not gonna lie, uh, hell yeah before instagram um i think i submitted our photos to a blog and then it just kind of dovetailed from there and snowballed cool. and we were you were trending before thing. trending was trending exactly yeah, yeah. it's actually kind of creepy and i shouldn't say this out loud on a podcast but if you google marley blonsky wedding um there's some really cute pictures out there like we were really cute um, i don't think that's weird I think well i kind of feel bad for my ex-wife because she didn't ask for any of this but whatever she also didn't have to have an affair you didn't ask for that either so exactly so back to the point oh goodness <laughs> we didn't know we were diving into this tea no um, so i was living in west seattle um yeah. which is super car centric um and i moved to capitol hill and i because the car was in my name, it went with me. And I was like, why do I have this car payment? I'm not driving. It just sits on the street. So I sold it and then was like, I should probably learn how to ride a bike. Not learn, but learn how to ride a bike as an adult in terms of commuting. Yeah, and how old were you at this time? And like, what's was, the age gap between was, you and the last time you rode a bike? 27, 28. Um, not that many years. Cause I had like ridden a bike kind of casually in college okay. or like on vacation. So no huge age gap or you know, gap in between there, but I'd never ridden for transportation, um, or anything more than just like, I'm going to ride around the block a few times. For sure. It's a different um, beast. It really is. And Seattle at the time, I think it still does has a pretty strong cycling culture. Um, in terms of, you know, folks who commute to work, there's a lot of riding groups. So I just dove in head first. I was like, I need friends. Um, I need people to date all the people I was interested in rode bikes. Uh, um, and so it kind of became this like, I don't know. I guess I have an addictive personality. So I went from having like a relationship be the center of my identity to bicycles being the center of my identity. And I realized that like I could go on adventures. I could go really long distances. My body was good at it. Um, so I think it was that realization that made me say, hey, I might not be the cutest person in the world or have the best body, but I can do cool things and have adventures and have fun on a bicycle. And so that really kind of, I guess, raised my self-esteem. If that makes sense. Well, and you, these are also all activities that the activity almost shot, like says, Hey, wait a minute. Like you might be a little too big for this. Like, fuck, there's weight limits on bikes, mate. You yeah. know? And like, and so the fact that you kind of dove in and, and, and kind of got to experience it a bit more and, and then got opened up to it a bit more, it probably started to go, well, wait, actually my weight doesn't matter as much as it as these you know warning labels or whatever the fuck is telling me it does right yeah so it was kind of like i so i ran into that issue right away um in terms of breaking spokes and not having like clothing to wear but yeah. 
I've never been the kind of person that's like, okay with the status quo. Um, mm-hmm. So I got a strong steel bicycle, figured out what was going on there. And then I kind of started down the advocacy route of, dang it, I want cute clothes. I want a chamois that fits. I want all this stuff. And so that's when I started doing like the size inclusion work and consulting. Um, and that started the whole journey really was just like not accepting the status quo as okay. Yeah. And then, and then you did, you did something with Shimano. Like, yes. and how did you get into that? Like, because <laughs> like, my thing is, is like, you know, again, and what makes you so special is that you loved yourself off the rip. And I know you probably still deal with this daily. Like you probably, there's probably, and you know, this is just, you know, you know, one fat guy to a fat girl. Like I'm coming at you with, with that feeling of when I was 18 and I walked up the stairs and I was sweating or I just didn't feel good about my body. And, and, you know, people made fun of me for being fat and I just let them pick on me and I laughed with them. And at times it wasn't really me laughing on the inside. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. And so this is me coming to you and saying like, um, you didn't, I thought I had to make a change to be what I wanted to be. And I did make that change and I didn't, I've, I've changed my life and changed my entire personality and my persona and my, my body included you. On the other hand, you said Marley's okay. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's something special. So then how did you end up like running into a bike brand like Shimano and going, <laughs> Hey, let's do this commercial and, and let me tell you how much I love, like literally you got to tell the world how much you loved yourself and how much yeah. you loved your body that you're in. I think that was super cool. So how did you well, get that? What was it? It was spring or like fall of 2019. Um, I was working with my all bodies on bikes co-founder and we were putting together a workshop for the league of American bicyclists. Um, they're a big advocacy organization. Um, and so we were going to go to their annual convention or conference and give a size inclusion workshop on you know, why it matters, what an inclusive ride looks like, kind of all the stuff I already talk about now, but we didn't have any of the branding or structure that we have now. Um, Spring 2020, COVID hit. And so um, we obviously weren't going to Washington, D.C. anymore. Yeah. But the, um, the presentation shifted online, which was a huge blessing in disguise. Um, you know, it got some media attention and a filmmaker, uh, Zeppelin Zerip, heard about it he and him and Kaylee actually went to college together so I'm sure he saw one of her Facebook posts or something and so he reached out and said hey I think this makes a really compelling story can we make a film and me and Kaylee were like oh heck yeah let's do it so he actually pitched it to Shimano I think he slid into their dms with a pitch for the film um and before I knew it we were on planning calls talking about you know component sets and replacing stuff on my bike to be brand appropriate um yeah wow and we're still working together today doing all sorts of rad stuff so you you literally became pro like practically within a couple overnight yeah wow yeah and (laughs) i mean i we did get paid a little bit for the film not much um but after that you know we got sponsored by pearl azumi and laser helmets and some other brands and that's when i started pulling out a paycheck and i was like I'm a pro cyclist, like probably literally the slowest pro cyclist in the world. I've never. That's fucking cool. Like, I don't like, I don't know. Like literally I've did it all wrong. Marley. I did it all wrong. There's still time. (laughs) There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I said, I still think it's so cool. Cause then today 
literally I'm going through your social medias and you posted something about being the least, what was it? The least fast. You won the least fastest. I did it. Is that what it was? No. No. Um, Who did that? A girl on my team did. So when we went to Steamboat Gravel three weeks ago, I brought out 15 non-traditional athletes. Megan or Megan? Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so there was one of the climbing segments, Strava this year had, you know, the fastest climber, the not the least fastest climber. And then, um, whoever was the exact median of those two and yeah. Maggie freaking won it, which is awesome. Fuck um, yeah. Yeah. You know, she was out there longer than any of us. Uh, and they only took into account your moving time. So on that segment, I actually had to take shelter for like 10 minutes because there was a crazy thunderstorm. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know if my time was technically slower than Maggie's, but I had more stop time. And so she was just continuously moving. And I just love that we're celebrating that. Like, yeah. You know, and so, cool. yeah. And so let's dive into your team. It's this all bot. And this is like your organization, right? Or something that you've partnered. Like you started this, right? With another founder, the uh, All Bodies on Bikes. bikes. Yep. Yeah. And so let's dive into that. Like what, what is that? What does that team look like? Because now you got, you got teammates and I'm going through the list of these people. There's a lot of people on here. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's a little confusing. So All Bodies on Bikes, we are working on, officially incorporating as a nonprofit. Um, Right now it's basically an LLC and we do some consulting, some speaking, some merch, but it's very loosely structured. And we realized we need structure. So that's what's going on with All Bodies on Bikes. But then um, when I was at Steamboat Gravel last year, have you done any gravel, large scale gravel events? Heck yeah. I'm I'm a, a lead boat finisher. Oh, hot damn. Yeah, it's it's no big deal. We can talk about that another day. But, oh my uh... god, I would love to talk about that. <laughs> um, so basically, when I was at Steamboat Gravel last year, I saw the Ride for Racial Justice folks, um, and so they similar ish model, basically getting underrepresented folks into this event. You know, essentially making them all sponsored athletes, um, training them, and supporting them all the way. And I was like, we should do that with all bodies on bikes. Um, spoiler: I tend to eat edibles and get these crazy ideas. <laughs> and that was one of those crazy ideas. Hell um, yeah. But then I pitched it to the organizers and they said, hell yeah, let's do it. So then that's where that team of 15 folks comes from. Um, okay. We put out an application last fall. We got like 150 applications. Um, we narrowed it down. We selected the team. And um, so those folks are now, a lot of them are now on the board for All Bodies on Bikes and helping. With yeah. The- and let's be clear. Like your All Bodies is All Bodies. Like you have Andrew Bernstein who... Yep, Heart, he's a paracyclist. You know, he's actually paracyclist. he's backpacking in Alaska right now, totally off the grid. No idea. Probably why he's off the grid though. Yeah. That's insane. And and I mean, yeah, you have POCs, you have you have other fat cyclists. Like yep. it's just like this this is more than just you now at this point. Exactly. And, and that was always the goal, you know. Um I love what we've started with all bodies and bikes, but there might come a day when I want to step back or, you know, I don't want bicycling to be the center of my identity. Like I want all bodies on bikes to be sustainable so we can get another executive director in there. You know, we've got continuous advocacy work because there will always be fat people. Would you say that's the center of your identity? As a cycling? I think right now. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was like, the way I look at you is I think you're more of an advocate. Okay. Oh, I For, and it's, yeah. And, and, and 
because I think I think cycling is my center of identity, right? And so center of identity to me, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's where you start to conform to whatever that identity is. Yeah. Like you made something, you made cycling different. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, so yeah, I can see that. And yeah. so like I don't think cycling's your identity. I think anywhere you go, you're gonna make it Marley, right? And I think that's something you should be thinking about. Like all bodies on bikes is probably more your identity than the cycle. You're hundred percent correct. Yeah. Um, it's, it's wild. I was getting ice cream the other day. Uh, well, it was like a month ago with my mom and this guy comes up to me and he was like, Oh my God, are you Marley Blonsky? Like, <laughs> yeah. <"Hell> yeah! <laughs> he just totally fangirled over me. And his wife was like standing five feet away, just like awkwardly looking over, like, what is this interaction that's happening right now? Yeah. And he was like, Trisha, this is the girl I was telling you about. Like, we watched her video together, and he's now my orthopedic doctor. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So it's become this, like, very surreal thing. But people do recognize me either from Instagram or All Bodies on Bikes or a podcast or XYZ. It's very strange being famous. Yeah. And so I guess I guess my thing is, is too, is, like, you know, what is the next goals for Marley? Like, I what is... What's that? I want to write a book. A book? A book. Okay. What's um, the book on? I don't know yet. <laughs> you just want to write the book? I've been, people have told me for years that I should write a book. Like, I don't know. My romantic life could write volumes. Um, yeah. It would definitely need a mature audience because um, I get into some serious shenanigans. But I think that would be a really fun book. Um, I think, you know, just talking about my journey with bicycles or helping get other big people on the bicycles could be a great book. Um, I don't know. There's lots of options there. Yeah. And then I guess for somebody that maybe is listening to this podcast, that's wanting to get into cycling. And I saw that you had a, uh, like you had a subscription based model on Instagram where yeah. people could kind of get a more in touch vibe with Marley. And so like, I guess what if I was a cyclist, a bigger cyclist, too, because that's the thing, too, is like I, you know, now that this is all being said, you know, this inclusion stuff, I've never seen cyclists like you've brought cyclists to the race. Like usually it's a very typical like it's a very black or white. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you guys have brought more colors into the game. And so, I think so too. And I think folks are seeing it and the media attention has like given other people permission to go to these events and realize you don't have to be the skinny lycra clad front of the pack like they oh, these events want to expand their reach and they want more people there and so people are seeing it and going it's really yeah. cool yeah and so what if i was somebody that because these events can get intimidating like going mm -hmm. to sbt gravel there's a lot going on oh my going gosh to leadville there's a lot going on so what can I do? Even if I'm not on the all bodies on bikes team, what, what could I, could I reach out to you? It was like, there ways. yeah. So, um, you know, I think the first thing is I offer some classes, um, uh, because I was getting these questions over and over again in my inbox and emails, whatever of like, Hey, what do you recommend for a bigger cyclist? Or, um, I need recommendations. So I teach a class called biking for big people. Um, we talk about how to buy a bike. You know, you and I mentioned weight limits. A lot of people don't know that there's weight limits on bikes. Yeah. Um, we talk about fit and comfort and safety on a bicycle as a bigger person. So there's that class. I've got one coming up. I don't know when this is going to air, but on the 14th. Um, yeah. 
or just get in touch with me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I would love if you join my subscription on Instagram. I'm just starting to promote this because I did the math. And like, if people signed up for it, I could actually make a decent amount of money for like the cup of cost of a cup of coffee for each person. Um, So yeah, I don't know with like, I've got what, 26,000 followers now. And so I'm really bad about looking at my messages and responding to folks that I don't follow back. But if you become a subscriber, um, we have like an exclusive group chat and it, you know, prioritizes your messages. So if you really want to get into my, my DMs, pay that $2.99 a month. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to see the DMs that you're going to start getting when they're paying $2.99 for a DM. And so (laughs) I thought about doing OnlyFans, like um, a completely uh, appropriate OnlyFans. Uh, we had we had a girl that's a cyclist that was on here that did OnlyFans. I I'm still tempted to, but it's just another platform that you have to create content for, and that's was her issue. But it's she exhausting to create all this content. Yeah, that was her issue, and uh, you should go back and listen to it. But she did. I mean, she did the risque. I don't think she got naked, but she she was pretty risque. She said, but she said it would actually shock you because like people just ask for weird shit. Like I didn't find with that. I probably shouldn't say this, but like somebody asked me for my underwear one time and I was like, okay. And I made $50 selling my underwear. Like, there you go. There you go. You've made it into the cycling world. We've that's the hot topic of this podcast is uh, people getting asked for their bibs. Have you, have you had that yet? Well, only so they could try them on. Oh, I've had people like weird, just weird dudes ask me for my bibs. Oh my um, God. I would 100% yeah. sell bibs, um, especially like smelly bibs. Like, <laughs> there you go, guys. Like, yeah, you're like literally if I put this up, yeah, your inbox is probably going to get blown up. But we were, we were having we were having like literally every pro cyclist that I've had on here about I would say at least 80% of them has been asked for their used, quote unquote, used clothing. I feel like I'm missing out on something now. Yeah, I, like, I don't I'm know. It's the so weird like, Europeans. Yeah, I don't know. Think about like Unbound. I'm out there for 12 hours. The pros are only out there for like four. Yeah. And you know how much good stuff you get in my bibs after 12 hours. Oh, man. What a rock. <laughs> <laughs> who knew Who knew this podcast was going to go this direction, Marley? How long have we known each other? We're oh at God. 26 minutes right now. And, <laughs> and we're already talking about 12-hour used bibs. Uh, this is why I can't have an OnlyFans is because it would just be... <laughs> so inappropriate yeah Um, well i think i think i think the uh the instagram subscription is a good alternative for the OnlyFans because i think OnlyFans has created a poor name unfortunately and i tried to make a podcast where it wasn't such a poor name is people doing people things you know like that's the way they want to make money and you don't have to make money by getting naked like on OnlyFans. i think it was designed for solely what that was like it was designed for with creators yeah, it's just people got a hold of it and made it something else, you know. Right. And, yeah. and so, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm 100% pro sex work. Like, yeah, I've already had offers. Like, if this cycling career doesn't work out, I got a second career. Third career. Yeah, follow, follow your, follow your heart. I mean, I've been, topic. yeah, yeah, I've been to the red light district. It's a weird time. Uh, I still don't fully get it. Um, yeah, I'm confused, but that's my American brain. But anyways. Now diving into a different topic. So race wise, like what what races will we see Marley at next year? Like, are you gonna be a, are you a part of like that lifetime stuff, or do you do any of that stuff? God I think no. I think that would be sick if you did that. But what do you do? Like, are um, you gonna race wise next year? That's a really good question. Um, so I'm having knee surgery in two weeks, Oof. and that's really gonna dictate 
what goes on for next year, I think. Although by January, I should be fine. Um, and I don't know. Um, I really want to do more like community events. So looking at like the life, the li- the age life cycle ride in California, um, Ragbri, I'm not really a racer. Like, yeah, I don't love that. Like, you know, you go to Steamboat Gravel, actually Steamboat Gravel is not a good example, but you go to Unbound or Rooted Vermont or some of those. And all anybody cares about is who's on the podium when yeah. 90% of the action is, you know, further back in the pack. That's where the stories are happening. That's where the connections are being made. So like, I love those routes. I love connecting with folks, but I don't love racing, quote unquote. It's just not my vibe. Um, I'd love to do some more bike packing and bike touring, um, but it's really going to be dictated by where my sponsors want me to go. Yeah. So Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, I can understand that about the racing thing. I thought it was really funny. Like, I mean, when gravel really, really, really started, it was like all this, like, oh, we don't care. Yeah. You know, we don't care. And, that's, and now that's how I started in gravel. Like all these unsanctioned, Hey, we're going to meet up on this day in this town and here's a 60 mile route self-supported, but we're all kind of doing it together. So it's so wild to me that people are paying like $300 to hundred percent. People, people care. People race. I raced, I raced unbound, uh, 100. I, I raced yeah. full gas. And, and so, yeah, like I get it. Um, and I, I get the competitive drive, but people care. Like when people say, oh, gravel is just a place where people now people, I think people care. They're more there. And I, and I won't, bash any bike brands but there's been bike sponsors that i've worked with that have solely been like yeah we're looking for gravel winners we're looking yeah. for these people who can win gravel races and honestly i'm so grateful to my sponsor like cannondale for example they're my bike sponsor and my contract i don't get paid based on race performance like i have i get bonuses based on you know exposure or stories or other things like that but they're not expecting me to be anybody that i'm not which i freaking love and yeah seeing that there is value in normal people doing normal people things which is awesome well, the crazy thing is, is normal people buy bikes exactly so yep. that's <laughs> you know the 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 pros don't buy bikes um the, the normal people <laughs> buy bikes but anyways like i said i don't want to keep you all day and I'm, it's been really sick to like kind of get to know you and kind of get a, a a little vibe of who you are so now i'm like really fucking excited about this question okay. and I, I partially prepped you at the beginning uh, if you could have a cup of coffee with one individual, dead or alive, who would that individual be? And then how would you take your coffee? Oh, my gosh. Can I have two answers? Yeah, people always do this, but yeah. Well, one's like serious and one's like, oh, um, uh, 100%. Then um, go for it. Serious. So number Barack Obama. Um, okay. He just was such like a figure of hope you know, in what was that 2008 and 2012, some yeah. of my like, fondest memories were spontaneous parties in the street at that election. And I would just love to sit down and chat with them about how each of us can individually make the world a better place. Um, I think it would be really insightful on that. And then the second one would um, be my dad. He died oh, last yeah. year and I just miss him. And I think he'd be really proud of the one work. More cup of, yeah. Just one more cup of coffee with pops. I think that's exactly uh... Yeah. Yeah. I no, I never drank coffee with my dad, which is so wild. But really? anyway, well, then how would you take your coffee with both individuals? Would it be different? No, it would be with a little bit of cream and sugar, a little bit of cream, a little bit of sugar, unless we're going bougie and then it's an iced soy latte. Girl, you can go all in. This is like a hypothetical thing. Like you can go bougie as you want. It's all about the mood. <laughs> it's all about the mood. An, a, an iced soy latte. 
See, yeah, it's exactly what Marley wants. That's yeah. that's how this thing works. And oh, cool. I don't know about where you live. Sorry, I know you're trying to get off. No, no, you're good. Talking. It's no, you're good. It's impossible to find soy milk anymore. All anybody has is oat, and oat milk tastes like dirt. Really? So you think you think soy milk is the like? I think they're the same. Is that bad? No, it just means I have a more refined palate. Oh shit. <laughs> shut down I don't, okay so here's the problem you just spent the last 30 minutes like stroking my ego and now that's I'm like, valid i'm gonna now you're you're vibing this. you're yeah. vibing yeah no yeah yeah i do i do like because I, I never drink milk in my coffee and i'm an almond milk guy so mm. like if they don't have almond milk i'm just not gonna give them anyway and i'm allergic to almonds so shit are you like deathly deathly allergic no my mouth just itches so oh, and then my we... ears start itching it gets real uncomfortable so I was on the totally irrelevant, but I think it's worth talking about. We were, I was flying home the other day and I, somebody had a peanut allergy. Mm. And so we weren't allowed to eat anything with peanuts in it on the plane because it was like airborne. Like if we opened it, yeah, they would be fucked, which I had never been on a flight with that person. And I was wondering like, you know, I've been to enough airports. People are different in airports. Yeah. They are ruthless. And so I could only imagine there, like how many times that person has been on a plane and somebody's been like, yeah, fuck that. I'm eating this. Exactly. I wonder if like people wearing masks is helpful now to like not have that. I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. But anyways, Marley, you're fucking awesome. Like, and you you need to know that. And I'm so thankful to have you on this podcast. Thank you for working with my time constraints and all the craziness from my vacation. Guys, if you haven't already, please make sure you go check out Marley's uh, Instagram and uh, it'll all be down in the link in the description below. If you want to bug her, the coolest way to bug her is sign up for her subscription. Uh, yeah. It's only $2.99. I know there's some listeners that are signed up with my subscription with this podcast. Just go hang out with her too. You know, like it's a really cool thing where, th- you know, we love doing what we do, we love helping people, but you got to understand, you know, we got to make a living too. We got to eat and, yeah. uh, yeah, so she, knee surgery, and let me tell you what, insurance is not very helpful with it. <laughs> boom, you need to get the wait. So what happened to your knee? You just have to get random knee surgery, like it just knee sucks, and then you have to get knee surgery. Or did you crash? Uh, no, I don't know what I did. I tore my meniscus at some point, I think it was an unbound this year. Did you do unbound this year? No, funny story, I might not ever be allowed to do unbound. Um, I gave my entry to somebody, and they did a whole YouTube video on it. You should Uh-oh. check it out. If you guys haven't already, you should check out that video of when I tried to transfer my unbound registration and they wouldn't let me. And I thought that was lame. And I think if you want to make gravel fun, then you should let your friends do it. I already paid the money. Let my friend do it. And so my friend did it under my name and he used my driver's license, but put his face over it. And uh, yeah, we were incognito as fuck in lifetime. If you're listening, I'm really sorry. You got to understand that I love, love gravel and I love you guys, but I also value giving equal opportunity to everyone. And so that's what it was. I didn't sell it. That's the big thing that I want to make very clear. I did not sell my entry and I never would sell my entry. But yes, I did give it to somebody else. But yes, no, I did not do unbound. <laughs> okay. So there was like a mile long section of mud. Um, and I was just like pulling handfuls out of it, my drivetrain and my tires. And I think after that, my 
I've had cleat issues all summer. I think yeah. at one point I just twisted out wrong and then it's given oh. me relief all summer. But I kept riding and I finally went to the doctor <laughs> and it's definitely torn. Oh, dude, that sucks. Yeah. Well, you should check out Spot, man. You should message Spot Insurance. It's probably too late now, but you should definitely message them. Like yeah. it's worth the money because it's only like 25 bucks and you get like $20,000. You'd be a great spokesperson for them. You just hit That's them up. That's true. Yeah. And granted, I do have like the Obamacare or whatever. Hence another reason I want to have coffee with Obama. Um, like, Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but it does have a very high deductible. So yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, they cover deductibles. Spot does. Um, yeah. That's the whole thing. So Spot, the reason why it's so cool is like... I thought you had to have like a catastrophic crash during the event. doesn't have to be catastrophic. Oh. Like, girl, I could slip going walking out of here um, and do what you did. And it would pay up to twenty five thousand dollars. No, like, no deductible. Oh, okay. I'm definitely gonna check it out because you my should check it out. Was that spot was only during specific events. Now that depending on what part of spot you signed up for, yes. Okay. Because like, if you sign up with spot through USA Cycling, yes. Okay. If you sign up with spot through the Icon Pass, yes. It's only when you go skiing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, if if you have spot, like in your normal day to day life then you're a-okay well hot damn yeah you should and be sponsored so, by them i am oh <laughs> you they, they sponsor this podcast out of bounds.getspot.com <laughs> um you want to facilitate an introduction that'd be great yeah no i should we'll do that cool um, no worries at all but yeah again guys if you haven't already please make sure you hit that subscribe button go bug marley and uh see all the cool things she's fucking up to Go check out All Bodies on Bikes. I'll also put the link in the description below for that as well. All of her sponsors will be linked in her Instagram bio, so you can go check them out there. Um, other than that, we'll see you next time. And if you're new to the bike and you're questioning it because you feel like you're a goofy-looking person on a bike, just understand we're all fucking goofy. We're wearing our underwear, so come hang out. All right? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye.